Abed and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, old man Grognard here. Happy Monday. Actually, this is Sunday. I'm recording this, and I am T-minus three hours away from running a Swords and Wizardry game. And I just thought I'd pontificate on that. The old last-minute prep. Isn't that fun? I've been sitting here watching YouTube videos and just trying to wrap my head around what I'm doing, going over my notes in OneNote again, making sure I got my bag packed for what I want, making sure the tokens I want to use are the ones I want to use. Thank goodness for... 4th edition tokens. That's all I can say about good about 4th edition. They're tokens. It's like the only thing I can say good about Pathfinder is their flip mats. But I've made a heavy, heavy, heavy investment in tokens, as you know. So I have to figure out how to, you know, adjudicate that. I've got a giant tackle box full of thousands of tokens. And I've also got these, these other other place I've other thing I got carrying cases from Ace Hardware with that are the lockable the lockable little cases for parts and things like that, which I used to have all of mine in there and a box of a box of fourth edition the Monster Vault plus ones I've made. And I had that and I had that box and I combined them all into that tackle box I got. But I'm using the other ones for, because I don't want to drag a tackle box everywhere. You know, I'll take it to a con or something, but I'm not going to take it everywhere. It's really nice, but it's heavy. So I just break down and look at look at my scenario and see what I need. And like I said, thank goodness for the 4th edition tokens, because they have wonderful tokens in, in a few different sizes that just say monster. And if they're dead, you just flip motors as monster with a splash of blood on it. And that means they're dead. So I've got that going. Like I said, I got my one note going. I got, and it, it's, you know, what do, what do you, what do you do? Like at the last few minutes, I've had last minute inspiration, which to me is, as I've said before in other things, a two edged sword. It's a like hate thing. I've done things like come up with a really good scenario and totally change it like the night before because I had a better idea. I've substituted stuff. Uh, Last time I did that, uh, uh, you've heard about the worst game of gangbusters I ever ran, which was at the con at North Texas last year, which I, because I, like I said in, in the video, I did not trust my material. I came up with a concept I didn't think was strong enough, so I scrapped it and went with something tried and true. Unfortunately, I was tired, and I couldn't get the group to get cohesion together, and I think the new scenario would have been a lot better. But that's the kind of last-minute thing sometimes you do or you have to do, and sometimes you shouldn't do. So there's, like I said, there's a few hours. you got time. If I come up with something to add to it, I have time to do that. I always have paper with me, so graph paper with me, so I can do things on the fly at the table. Very rarely I will say, 
oh, well, that's a good idea. Let's try that. And then I will just like either take a break and make some notes or just roll and see where it goes. The point is to keep the game fluid, to keep the game flowing. I mean, in a board game, in Monopoly, do you go around table and somebody rolls the dice and they and they figure out how they want to move their piece? Oh, I rolled a six. I get to roll six. How do I want to do that? Well, there's only one way to do it. You just go. And board games, in, in the simplest board games, you know, in, internally they will they will go, they will flow, and that's how you got to keep a role playing game doing going probably not telling you anything new they're going to be the midderlands so and i had to get used to that too like last night i added another monster to what i'm going to use they have the glen seal in all three books well i don't know i'm still reading city of great london as we speak as of this recording but he has his own bestiary in there and i've talked about this trying to if you have a if you have a game world with a specific bestiary, how you how you resolve that with the normal D and D type monsters that people use, and I'm not going to throw shade on the regular D and D monsters. They're very good. I like them. They don't always fit with what you're doing, and you can take away. Like there's worlds with no orcs. There's worlds with no whatever. But if you have such a specific bestiary and you have to reconcile using that with the regular orcs and goblins and minotaurs and and ogres and all that other stuff. And so you have to do that. So I added another monster. What I'm doing is introducing them slowly. I've got two... I've got four monsters, creatures that he came up with that I put in there. One, I will open up to being a character class, race and class, the hook-nosed wart goblin, because he seems, uh, Glenn seems to be fond of that monster, and I can see why, because it's a very interesting monster. It's not stupid, and it kind of ingrained itself in, so there's a few monsters that have ingrained them, what I call ingrained themselves within society to the point where they can actually be considered almost a, another race like a dwarf or an elf or a halfling or something like that. There's a whole section in Great London, there's a whole ward in Great London that are mainly hook-nosed wart goblins that the queen gave them because of some, some, some noble thing that one of their kin did for her you know, way, you know, very early on. But... So, I will give them the option of that. I'm not, because I'm not the kind of guy who says, oh, you can run anything you want in a book. I'm not going to let somebody run a gelatinous cube as a character. So, I'm very wary about introducing new classes or races in my games, or anything for that matter, because I came up, I spent a lot of my time in second edition, and with the splat books, you know, you've got a, like I said before, if you can do everything, you can't do anything. At least as far as my, I'm concerned, there's got to be some limits on everything. Because you don't, it, art begins with a taking away, of course. But you don't know what you want unless you know what you don't want. So that's why I'm sort of like kind of, 
you know, massaging this and see seeing what happens. I have no idea what's at the table. I got the monster. I've got the monster class printed out just in case. But I'll tell you right now, I don't. I'm always looking for abuse. I'm always looking for abuse by the players. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I shouldn't do that. But I'm always looking for abuse with the players, where they'll go, "Oh, I want to play a kangaroo." No, you're not going to play a kangaroo. Oh, that's actually happened to me once. Somebody wanted to play a guy who was polymorphed into a into a kangaroo, a paladin kangaroo, or something like that. And I actually had at the time I was living with a roommate, and he actually had to take me outside. And said, "Do you really want him to do that? I don't want to play in a game with this guy, with this character." And I said, "You're right." And I said, I went back and said, "No, you're making a new character." But that's beside the point. So there's that. These are all the little things I'm thinking about, like a few few hours before the game. I still have to like shower and shave and all that other stuff. But I'm just, you know, last minute stuff. So how do you how do you get ready at the last minute? Usually I have my, all my ducks in a row, but sometimes a couple of ducks get a little little uh sometimes it's not getting your ducks in a row, it's more like herding cats, but that's with players. But anyway, you can tell me about what you do, you know, the la you know, when you're like all ready and raring to go, boom. Sometimes it's just like you got an hour, get it together. But, you know, if you have prep time, I try to use it as wisely and efficiently as possible. So anyway, I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrogner at gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, and Daniel for supporting me. I appreciate it, guys. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.